Welcome to Victory in Faith Now podcast, episode number three. Welcome to Victory in Faith Now with your hosts, Reverend Philip and Kay Hughes. This is a ministry podcast show where you'll hear teachings on how to expand your faith and build your authority in Christ regarding spiritual warfare. On occasion, there will be time for you, the listener, to call in live. Our show will include testimonials, special guests, and special guest hosts. Also, with programs that will teach you the uncompromising Word of God. So, if you're looking to obtain knowledge and rock-solid teachings regarding such subjects as the occult, witchcraft, the origin of evil spirits, angels and demons, generational curses, Satan, the Holy Spirit, the power of prayer, the blood covenant, healing, faith, authority, and much, much more, then welcome to Victory and Faith Now! You can also visit our website at www.victoryandfaithnow.org. And now, here's your hosts... Reverend Philip and wife Kay Hughes. Okay, we are back and we want to uh, welcome everybody again to the Victory in Faith Now podcast. And this is episode number three. And uh, today's date, uh, if everything goes accordingly, uh, is going to be on 610. This should be Friday's episode, but again, I'm not sure what iTunes is doing on it, so who knows. But anyway, we're still working on our um, website, so that's going to be up before too long here. We'll get it completed as well. Uh, hopefully, though, uh, you're able to to get this and be able to hear. Uh, this is a continuation, part two of two now. Part one was done, uh, or at least it was probably or should have been going out on Wednesday. Uh, and the title of that is God of This World, Sin and Death. And we were talking about Satan and that type of thing. And guess what? Got a special guest here. My wife, Kay, is here today. Hello, everyone. And she didn't get a chance to be here yesterday. She was out and about, uh, probably shopping, knowing her. But anyway, uh, so we're here. We're enjoying uh, the time here in the studio. And we want to finish this program because we have some great things coming up in the future that you're really going to love. And, uh, of course, some of it is a little bit, you know, we just want to keep you on the edge of your seat a little bit so that you can kind of get... And a little excited over some of the newer things that are going to be coming as well. But uh, as of right now, we want to continue to go forward with what we were speaking on yesterday. And just to give you a brief kind of overview uh, for some of those who might be listening to this and didn't get a chance to hear the first part of it, um, it is dealing on the beginning functions and factors of Satan, how he first got here when he was first called Lucifer. And so my wife has got some things she wants to add in there about his fall, what happened in the Garden of the Eden, and, you know, the different things of that nature. And we're going to go into, because we're dealing a lot on spiritual warfare, we have some stuff in Ephesians we want to go also through, and I'll be talking to you a little bit about that, because the bottom line is we want to teach you how to have victory over the enemy. Amen? So that's what it's all about. So with that, let me just say that uh, I am... Going to be speaking a little bit, like I said, on some of the armor, uh, but I also want to uh, remind you that um, 
we want you to remember, we are living in the end time, okay? People people need to understand that. They think, well, you know, yeah, I've read a little bit about Revelation, didn't particularly like it, didn't understand it, and that's fine because there's not, not everybody does. I mean, there's some things in there I still don't get. But uh, the thing about it is, is we are living in the end time, and uh, we are in a demonic warfare. You know, the activity today, it's just trying to show its ugly face. The evil authority that is out there, which is Satan and his demon army, are what we are battling against on a day-to-day basis. And we have, though, more than anything, we have the authority. The war has been won. I told you that yesterday, or whatever it was that you were listening to this. Jesus has already won the war, but the battle is going to continue. And because we have the authority... And that's what we're here for, is to help show you that. So my wife and I both, we're going to be giving you information on how to take on that authority and use it to your benefit. And it's in the name, and it's in the blood. The name is the authority, the name above every name, which is the name of Jesus. The authority comes from, or the power comes from, the blood. And the blood, combined with the name, will take precedence over the enemy and his onslaught of uh, demonic influences his spiritual forces and evil out there every single time so remember satan is reasonably ignorant when it comes right down to it because even though he knows the war has been won he still wants to create an issue and so we're here to kind of help give you some information on when that starts to happen how to take authority over that and deal with it so that you can bind him and cast his issues out and break the strongholds that come against you you know and the the operation of the uh, demonic forces, okay? So anyway, with that, well, let's get moving because we got some good things here that we still want to continue to say today. So, honey, do you have anything right now you want to get into? Yeah, um, I'll go ahead and get started. Let's see. I was reading here in Genesis. If you want to turn to your Bibles or take a note, write this down and look at it later. It's in chapter 2, verses 22. And it says here, The Lord God fashioned into the woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, Now this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman because she was taken from me. And then we skip on down uh, to chapter 3, verses 1 through about 5. And the serpent came along, and he was really, really tricky, really, really crafty. The greatest liar ever created was Satan. And the word says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat. But from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God said, You shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. The serpent again lied to her by saying to the woman, Your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. Surely you will not die. So the woman ate of the fruit of the tree of the garden, and immediately gave to her husband, and he ate. And as soon as that happened, the split second they bit into that fruit, whatever it was. A lot of people think it was an apple. Personally, I do not. I don't know what fruit it was, but it was a very important fruit. And so we skip on down to verse, um, let's see, 10, the end of 9 and 10. God's coming through the garden, and he says, Adam, Adam, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. And God said to him, who told you you were naked? 
Have you eaten from the tree which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to me, she gave it me the fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, so I ate. And then what I want to bring to a point here is, is that the blame game started. You see, the woman was the guilty one. She listened to the enemy. She listened to the serpent. She bit the fruit. She turned and gave it to the husband. And when God came on the scene and found out about it, she said, well, the serpent did it. It's his fault. If he hadn't come along, I wouldn't have done it. And then he turned to Adam and said, why have you done this? Well, my wife gave it to me and I ate. It's her fault. So that's where we get the blame game started. When you want to blame somebody for something that's your responsibility, it all started way back in the Garden of Eden. Maybe you haven't even thought about it. So that's kind of where I wanted to go with that. And so I'll turn it over to my husband for a minute and let him add something that he might want to say. Yeah, that's good, honey. Thank you. Here's what the situation is. The enemy, first first of all, one of the very first lies, or the first sin, really, was, was yes. done through trickery by the enemy. Yes. And uh, the enemy, basically what he did was, is he caused the downfall of man at that particular point in time because he got thrown out of heaven to begin with. And so now he's after us to try and make God look bad. He's upset. He's irritated. He's frustrated. He's bitter because God threw him out. Well, you know, you know, there was an old program that used to be on TV called Brett, and one of his favorite sayings was, if you can't do the time, then don't do the crime. <laughs> so, you know, basically that's, that's what we're looking at here is... Satan did a uh, a bad thing. Basically, he got pride, and pride ended up costing him. Uh, he took one-third of those angels with him. We mentioned that yesterday. So I don't want to repeat a lot of what we were doing in that area, but we do want to do is to bring you up to date. And so what happened was because he did a fall or was thrown out, fell from heaven, he's trying to cause that fall from man, see? Now, Satan fell from from heaven, and let me... Just read you a little scripture here. This is in Revelation, and it is in chapter 12, verses 9 and 10. And it simply says this, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil. Serpent, really? Now, there, there, there again, this is what happened, remember, in what my wife was talking about in the garden. This is at the end of the book. And she was talking about something that took place in the front of the book. Very beginning. See, so... We're talking about the same individual here, the devil, Satan, okay, which deceiveth the whole world. He deceived them from the very beginning, and he's still deceiving people today. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. This is that one-third yes. that were there that helped him praise and worship God, were yes. cast out. And today, those angels that I'm speaking of are called Evil spirits, demons. Yes. You know, these are the these are the princes of the dark. This is these are the the people principalities, that, principalities and powers. Yes. Yeah. That uh, you know talks about in in Ephesians. Yes. And he said, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength, and in the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. And in the power of Christ for the accuser, which is talking about Satan of our brethren is cast down 
which accused them before our God's day and night. He did it day and night, constantly, 24-7. And it's not just him. You see, that's why he has these fallen angels. One third. Is because mm-hmm. one third of that host of heaven became the spiritual evil forces that we deal with on a daily basis. Every day. And each one of them, and we'll get into some of this later on, this will be some things that you're going to find a very good interest in, I'm sure. But some of those have different names. Okay, I'm just going to throw out about three or four. Lust, that's a spirit. Okay, pornography, that's a spirit. Okay, gluttony, that's a spirit. Anger, that's a spirit. Alcohol, drugs, okay, those are spirits. Now, you may think, well, no, those are just situations. No, those are spirits. And we're going to get into some of that later on. But anyway, just to let you know that that's where we stand on that. So that just shows you where Satan fell from heaven, and that gives us some backup in that, okay? Now, if we stay in that book, we just go over to 17, Revelations chapter 17, verse 14, it says this. It says, these shall make war. Who's going to make war? The enemy and all of the spiritual forces. They're going to make war with the Lamb. And the Lamb, which is Jesus, that's the representation of Jesus, shall overcome them. Well, glory to God. Now we know that who's going to win. Yes, okay? yes. It's like they say, you read the last chapter, you find out who wins. That's right. Amen. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him, that's us, if you are saved, are called and chosen and faithful. Yes. Amen. Amen. So we know where we're going to be. So, Unfortunately, there's a lot of those people out there who are not born again, they're not Christians, and they're being dealt with on a daily basis by the enemy and influenced and in every way being manipulated. And so what happens is their life is falling apart. Their marriages, their jobs, everything about them are falling apart. Their children are being uh, rebellious. I mean, these are all signs of the end time, and it's biblical. So I'm not saying anything that's not biblical that's here. That's right. That's exactly okay? right. But the main thing is you need to understand is this is, you know, this was foretold back in the early beginning stages, even in Isaiah and in the, in the New Testament, I mean, the Old Testament area, where he spoke of the end times and uh, even things that Jesus spoke about with his own disciples indicated at that time that there would be issues and things that are going on when he started speaking about the end time, which we read about in the book of Revelation. So, you know, these are things that are starting to come about. Everything from the money issues of the world today, how kids are rebellious against their parents, uh, how people are beginning to get ugly with each other. There's no consideration anymore. I mean, you know, if you've been driving around anywhere in any major big city, you can see how the road rage is beginning to happen. You hear about more people being shot for absolutely almost no reason whatsoever. If the world has fallen apart and nobody's doing anything about it, and they just think that, you know, well, this is the way it's supposed to be, they have become so accustomed to it. Accustomed to it, yeah. yeah. That mm-hmm. it, they hear about something on the news and it's like, oh, it's too bad. It used to be that it would be upsetting to yeah, them. Yeah, now them. they don't care. That's right. Because it's not them, so therefore they're going to go on with their own lives. That's exactly right. And it's all about me. And when you start getting into that, that's that's a fall of what the enemy ended up doing. Exactly. Everything in heaven was about me. I'm going to put myself above um, the throne of God. I am going to make myself more beautiful than God. I'm going to do this. I, 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 I. It's all about me. 
And what happens is when you start talking about me, and there's some big ministers out there that have some big churches right now, are, you know, speaking on those kind of things. I'm not going to, to mention names. I could, but I'm not going to, because if anybody out there that are going to those churches will probably know if they hear any of these things from us. And a lot of their books that they're writing, it's all about me. And yes. unfortunately, it's not. It's about God. That's right. And in God and, and the word Jesus is hardly even used in those churches. Mm-hmm. And what's even worse, the word of God isn't even hardly opened anymore in those churches. And yes. something's definitely wrong. Oh, it is. You cannot be going to feel good churches and expect to get anything except the yeah. enemy whispering in your ear. That's right. And if you're going to listen to more of him than you are of God's word, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just want to let you know. But that's what we're here to do is to teach you that that. There's a difference of hearing God's voice mm-hmm. and the enemy's voice. I mean, can I just interject something real quick? You're sure, talking about I, ahead. I this, I that, me, myself, and I. And my husband's correct in saying that, you know, the whole world, it seems like, is, is it is, not seems like, but it is falling apart. The thing that I wanted to add is that pride, P-R-I-D-E, mm-hmm. The middle initial in pride is I. Mm -hmm. And that was the original sin of Satan. Just like my husband said, he was God's most beautiful angel. He was beautiful. But he wasn't satisfied with that. He said, I will usurp myself over the Most High God. I will be God. So I just wanted to bring that point to mind that the middle initial in pride, every one of us has got pride at one point or another in our life, whether we're a Christian or not. It still creeps up in my life, and I have to I have to deal with it. But the point is, the middle initial in pride is I. So, honey, I just wanted to add that to what you were talking about. Well, and you know, and it's important too, and I appreciate that because it's important that uh, you know that they hear that. But here's the thing, you know, there's there's some things, and and like I said, I'm I'm going to be bringing up here in Ephesians anyway that is important for people to hear because of the simple fact that. If they don't understand where they stand in the, in the way of their authority, they're not going to be able to utilize it. That's right. You know? Ephesians six ten through 17 or 18, it talks about putting on the whole armor of God. Now, we're not really teaching on the armor per se in, in general as far as just the armor as a, as a message for you. But it's important because it's a very, very vital part of scriptural yes. warfare. Yes. And God would not have had that put in there if it wasn't that you need to know this. And Jesus himself said, you know, when he spoke to his own disciples, he said, you know, I give you and leave you with power and authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all, he said, all of the power, not some, all of the power of the enemy. And where does that power come from? It comes from the word, from the name of Jesus. The power comes from through the blood and from the name. The blood he shed for the salvation and it cleansed you and he shed that on the cross and through the scourging and the whipping that he had to go through prior to the the cross. And the name, which is above every name, every knee shall bow to the name of Jesus Christ. And so therefore, because that name is there, the name has the authority. That's why when he says to pray, you pray in my name, he said. So when we pray, we usually say in the name of Jesus, amen. Well, when you speak to the enemy, he trembles when you hear the name Jesus. That's the name and the blood he cannot stand. It irritates him, frustrates him, scares him. Well, that's what defeated him. That's right. So, in Ephesians on 6.11, it tells us to put on the whole armor of God. 
And it says that um, that you may be able to stand against the attacks. It's If you go King James, it's a different word, but that's really what he's saying. Uh, the attacks of the devil. Now, this is the, the daily trials, troubles, and tribulations, the things that he tries to tempt us to do, the things that he has tempted us to do. And, uh, you know, this word, it says that if you overcome, it says if you'll stand, and then he says, and then, you know, you'll overcome. But, uh, but this tells us that, you know, we can't do the 10 and 11 verse until we have actually received and understand the 13th verse. That's right. Okay. So basically what that says in 10 and 11, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. But the word there, this, the, the, uh, the key word is the power. And then in 11, it says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may or may not. It depends on whether you put the whole armor or not. You know, be able to stand against the whales or, or the schemes. My wife tells me whales isn't the right word. It's, it's whales, honey. But I'm, I'm from California, it's so okay. we, saw, we got a lot of whales out there. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, the, uh, the schemes, you know, again, the attacks of the devil. Now, if you can't stand in verse 11 where it says, put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand. Well, if you can't stand, then it's not going to do you any good to go to, to verse 13, where it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil days, and, and having done all there is to do, stand. Well, if you can't get that first part by putting on the full armor and understanding where your authority and your power comes from, right. you, if verse 13 is not going to do you any good. Exactly. So you need to make sure you understand where it's coming from. Now, and this is the reason why. Verse 12, it says, well, why did you skip? You know, you said 10, you said 11, then you went to 13. What happened in 12? Well, here's what happened in 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, there's at least four different varieties or schemes of demonic activity there you're dealing with principalities you're dealing with powers you're dealing with darkness principalities and darkness and against spiritual wickedness okay so all of these things are involved with what i call satan's army and we may have a subject situation later on in one of our episodes called satan's army and um, it's pretty interesting but anyway, at this particular point, this is why it's important that you understand that if we don't expose the enemy and we don't stand our ground, what will happen to us is we end up getting defeated that day. Mm -hmm. We end up getting beat up over right. it, emotionally, spiritually, physically. And listen, we're all guilty of it. Yes. I'm guilty of it. Yes. My wife's guilty of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's not anybody out there I don't care other than possibly Jesus. And he even got tempted in that way yes. right after... He was baptized uh, in the water and got the Holy Spirit upon him. He ended up going out into the desert for yeah. 40 days and 40 nights. And it said, got what? Other than hungry. He said he got tempted of the devil. So we all get tempted. The thing about it is, is that he's able to show us that we don't have to be tempted to a point we can't fight back. So in that, this is why it says, and if you go over to Ephesians 4, uh, 5, verse 11, it says, 
have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. This word reprove is simply translated expose. So you can read it this way. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Yes. Okay. Expose Beelzebub. Yes. Expose Satan. Expose the devil. You know, um, because that's what he is. Now, his name was Lucifer. But if you take the I, F, out of Lucifer, what does it spell? Loser. So, yeah, that's Satan, right. That's good, honey. Satan is a loser. That's Amen. good, honey. Yeah. And we are victorious in it. Amen. So, I just want you to know that we are here for you. We're going to be continue to teach you these things. Yes. And it's important that you understand that. Okay. So, honey, what else do you have? Um, just a few more things. Um, I wanted to share Luke ten seventeen with you. Um, I like it. It's one of my favorite. A crowd of people returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And Jesus said, I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. So Jesus Christ saw him when he fell from heaven and fell to the earth. But Jesus goes on to continue. He says, But behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all, not some, not a little bit, all the power of the enemy, mm-hmm. and nothing shall by any means injure you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, one who is under the rulership or dominion over another, but rejoice that your names are recorded in heaven, written down in the Lamb's book of life. And one of the names that Jesus is known by is the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. Another great scripture Jesus exhorted his followers and us in is in Luke 10.10, which says, The thief, which is Satan, or demons, however you want to call it, the thief comes not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. But I came, said Jesus, that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So Jesus is waiting on you to make a decision to receive him and give him lordship over your life. You will be amazed time and time again once you receive him and learn the truth of his word. He loves you more than you can ever imagine. You know how much you love your family, your wife, husband, your children, your parents, your brothers and sisters, etc. Well, Jesus loves you more than any of those could ever love you. Satan, or the devil, as most know him by, wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy your life your family, your job, everything that's good in your life. If your life is not good, you should question why not. Because whomever you serve, either God, and if you're not living for him, then you're serving the enemy or the devil. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 624, Jesus is saying, no one can serve two masters. In other words, you're either living for Jesus or you're living for the world. For either he will hate the one and love the other, Or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. And you cannot serve the Lord Jesus Christ and serve or live the things of this world at the same time. Joshua 28.15 says, You choose this day whom you will serve. You have a choice. And no one else can make that for you. And I'll just give a closing comment that I read one time. I wish I could take credit for it, but I can't. Give Jesus a chance. He died for the opportunity.
I thank you for listening to me today. And I just I love all of you in the listening audience. I don't know you, but I love you in the Lord Jesus. And just really, I, I admonish you to give your life to the Lord if you don't know Him. I, I, there's no way that anybody can tell you. You know, we can tell you what it's like to live as a Christian, but until you experience it yourself and your spirit man comes alive, see, God created each one of us a vacuum or a hole in our gut, down where our gut is, our knower. You know, our knower. We just know something sometimes. Well, that's your spirit. The, the body is made up of mind, will, and emotions, and you also have a spirit. Well, God reserved the space of the spirit for himself. And when you invite Jesus Christ in as Lord and Savior, then he comes to live in that spot that's empty known as your spirit. And your spirit man comes alive. And that's the cool part. Is once you do that, the Holy Spirit comes in. He starts to teach you things. He shows you the difference between you and the enemy, your thoughts and the enemy's thoughts. God works from the inside out. Satan works from the outside in, shooting darts at your mind. So, please, I'm begging you, give Jesus an opportunity. He loves you so much. He suffered cruel, cruel punishment just for you to save you from having to go to hell. And let me tell you something. Once a person is in hell, there is no way or chance of getting out. You will spend eternity. Have you ever thought about that? Eternity. It goes on and on and on, and there's no end. That's a pretty scary thought. Or, if you choose Jesus, as I said earlier, your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and you'll have eternity with your loved ones that have gone before you, and with Jesus Christ. What a blast. I can't wait. So I'll turn it over to you, honey. Thank you for listening. Yeah, and, you know, we just want you to know that we are here for you. We want you to know that if you have accepted the Lord, great. We, we hope that we're teaching you some things that you need to know. If you haven't accepted the Lord and would like to, that's great, too, because we, we want to help you do that, too, because you need to learn things as well. And even though you may be baby Christians to start, you know, we all start there and we all have to grow. And that's what we're here to do is to help you grow. And there may be things that you may not see our way, or maybe there's things that you're curious and interested about, and you might want to contact us, you can. All you have to do is to contact us by going to our uh, website. And again, the website is uh, at www.victoryinfaithnow.org. On that, you're going to find an, an area at the top of the menus where it says Contact Us. And you can leave a, an email there for us, and we'll get back with you, and you can let us know if you've accepted the Lord or not. And so basically at this point, what I want to do is just give you an opportunity for those of you that have slidden, kind of went backwards a little bit, not living the life that you should, and you know you're, you're not really living it properly. My wife and I want to give you the opportunity yes. to go to our website and yes. just indicate, hey, I did that. I, I, I rededicated my life to you. Uh, Lord, and ask for your forgiveness again. And uh, I just want to know, want you to know that, um, you know, you guys there at Victory and Faith, that hey man, you you know you helped me out, and um, and I thank you for that. Uh, if you're a first time and you've never done it before, and you want to dedicate your life, this is an opportunity for you. Nobody knows. You may be in a room by yourself, driving in your car, listening to us on an iPad or iPod. Uh, that's fine, iPhone, whatever it might be. You know. Um, that's fine. You know, we don't have a problem with that. We just want you to know that we're here for you. We love you. 
And yes, all our objective is is to make sure that we do what God wants us to do, which is to give out the word. So at that, let me just say this. This is all you need to say, okay? Whether you're, you're rededicating your life or you haven't dedicated and you want to. But if this is something that you desire to do, this is what you say. You say, Father God, I come with the understanding that you're, you sent your son to die for my sins. His name was Jesus. And Jesus, I want you to be Lord of my life. I want you to take over. And I want you to, uh, to put in my spirit the knowing that my wife was speaking about that my sins are cleansed and that I am free and that I have become new again by just simply saying, Lord Jesus, I come to you and I ask for forgiveness of all the things that I've ever done, no matter what they might be. And I know the enemy is going to come in and try to steal that joy. That The enemy is going to try to con- convince me that, that uh, you're not going to do that because my sins are too ugly or that I've done so many things that in my life that you, you would never forgive me. Well, that's a lie. Because the blood cleansed every single sin long before you were even thought of as part of the family. And I'm talking about us as a family. I'm talking about every Christian that will become your brother. Every Christian out there that is a girl is your sister. And so they are known as your brothers and your sisters. And so you can become that. So all you got to do is just come to the Lord. And simply by just saying, Father, I thank you that you are allowing me to come, and I honor you, Jesus, for forgiving me. I thank you, Father God, that you are acknowledging the fact that I am dedicating my life to you, and I want you to direct me and lead me, and I just thank you so much for that. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I believe that you were raised after the third day and that you ascended to heaven after defeating the enemy and taking the keys of hell and giving them to Peter at the gates in heaven. So he's there waiting for you now. And if you've dedicated your life, let us know. Just by all you got to do is just go to our website and just say, hey, man, I did it. You don't even have to leave us your name. We don't really particularly care because we're not going to say it over the air. We wouldn't embarrass anybody. Not that it's an embarrassment, but still, you know, it's important that we know, though, you know. And we'll email you back and give you uh, some some encouragement and some things like that personally. Anyway, that's uh, pretty much, you know, if you've done that, praise God, you are now part of the family. Now all you got to do is find yourself a local church, yes. preferably a good word-speaking church, word-dedicated, word-encouragement church. And uh, really, denominational isn't so much of an importance as long as you just attend and maybe get involved. And eventually, we'd like to see you somewhere at some church over there, you know, find out about their baptismal services and get baptized. And and, uh, that way, you know, uh, that's just another sign of accepting God's uh, death and resurrection. Okay? Amen. So, I think my wife has something real fast. Yeah, just one of the closing thoughts, maybe. My husband probably closed it out. But years ago, I had a boss, and he got cancer. And he had never received the Lord Jesus as his Savior. And I went to the hospital to see him. And I got down and whispered in his ear, Jerry, you need to accept the Lord Jesus Christ before you die. You're getting ready to step into eternity. And if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, you need to do that. And he kind of motioned me to come down where he could uh, he could whisper in my ear. And he said, I've done too many bad things, things that can never be forgiven. And so this is the point I want to make. Some of you out there in the listening audience, Jesus said in the Word 
that the only sin that is unforgivable is blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. And do you know what that means? That doesn't mean cursing the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean cursing God or cursing Jesus. What that means is you are rejecting what Jesus did for you on the cross. That's what blasphemy is. And that's the only unforgivable sin that will surely get you into hell. So no matter what you've done, if you've killed somebody, if you're hooked on heroin, if you're a prostitute and you're trying to quit and you can't, it doesn't matter what you've done in your past because we all have pasts. We all have ghosts in our closet, so to speak. So there's nothing that you could have done that's not forgivable unless you leave this world and you don't accept what Jesus did for you on the cross. So I just wanted to share that with you. So, I mean, Jesus is pure love. Yes, he is. And he said that love will conquer all. So, you know, that's what he died for. He died for you because even though you were in those places and you're not now, or maybe you're still there, but you want to get out, Jesus is the answer. There's help for you here. There's help. And I'll tell you right now, once you do that, the enemy's going to come at you, but, you know, that's why this program's that's here, right. because that's we're right. here to teach you how to fight back we will and help defeat you. the enemy. We okay? will help you, definitely. So, with that said, we just want to thank you again for coming in and listening yes, to our program. Thank you so much. Uh, we want you to contact us on Facebook. We're going to be uh, doing uh, a Facebook pretty soon here on our website. It'll be there. Yes. So, like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Our archives, we're putting together so that you can go in and listen to some of these programs later in our website. Yes. And uh, we do want you to know that if you feel led, there's an area there that we're putting on also on our uh, on our website. <clears throat> or if you want to donate or give or become a partner with us and, you know, maybe do $15 a month or something like that, which is about 50 cents a day. And I, I'm only throwing that figure out. I mean, if you want to do 150 uh, 150000 a week, that's fine. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't really care. It's not about the money anyway. We're not no, here for the money. not at all. What we're basically here for, though, but it does cost us money for the ministry yes. to, to take care of things. And so we just want you to know that you can go on to our website and uh, donate. Know that it's being taken care of, that we're not sending out an email address for people to send us a check no. and not know where that money is going no. because we're accountable. And uh, so we set it up with a PayPal account, so therefore it's protected. You know it's, uh, you know, legitimate, and uh, PayPal will take care of it, and you don't have to worry about any kind of money being sent over on a credit card through the mail or or some type of Internet thing where there's a lot of fraud and a lot of stuff going on out there. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we, we definitely are looking forward to hearing from you, and uh, we've got to close our show out. Uh, just as a reminder, though, coming up June the 13th, that's Monday, uh, and the 15th, Wednesday, and the 17th, which is Friday, those are the days of our shows on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, okay? Okay, so anyway, oh, um, yeah, the subjects. Okay, here's the subject matter. The subject is going to be on Monday and Tuesday now. I mean, on Monday and Wednesday, I'm sorry. Monday and Wednesday, we're going to be doing a whole new different area, and it will be also a part one and part two. This you don't want to miss. Because we're going to be talking about the names of demons, spirits, and other types of evil beings. I can't wait to even hear it. <laughs> so, anyway, we want you, we really want you to be here. And so don't forget, um, join us on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And again, like I said, first part and the second part will probably be on Monday and Wednesday. And the title of it is, The Names of Demons. 
spirits and other evil. Yes. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> we we love you guys, and we want you to know that yes. uh, we are here for you. Yes, we are. And so with that, we just say, praise the Lord. Yes. Have a great day. Thank you, Jesus. And continue to keep the faith. Yes. Amen. We thank you for the time you've spent with us on this episode of Victory in Faith Now. Our desire is to honor God by promoting victory in your life, by teaching that all can be healed according to the word of faith. Also, by reaching out to the world, to all in need of Jesus Christ. Reverend Phil and Kay Hughes seek for you a deeper spiritual walk of faith, power and authority for all who know Jesus is Lord, and salvation for all those who don't. May God's very best be yours. Now, a closing comment from your hosts, Reverend Phil and his wife, Kay Hughes. Okay, wow. Good in- good intro, good outro, and so we are done for the day. We just want to again say thank you, and we yes. uh, have you, hope that you have a very, very blessed day. Uh, again, one thing that we want to remind you, and that is we just want to end it with prayer, so if you, um, you know, are turning us off at this time, that's fine. Uh, those of you who are still with us, just let us say, Lord, yes. we just want to say thank you that you've given us the opportunity to teach your word. Yes. We honor you, Father, for it. We just give you all the glory. We just hope that everything that we do, that we do according to what you would desire and what your will is, and that we can stay obedient to you and that we can continue to minister and teach the uncompromised Word of God. Yes, amen. And that uh, we just want to honor you and tell you that we ask every person out there that's in the hearing area that are are, are using their ears to hear this message, regardless of what part of the the globe that they are in, that... uh, you know, we, we appreciate you, and we hope that you're getting some good things from it. There's a lot of good things to come. And so with that, Lord, we just say, uh, we just ask you put your hand upon them, bless them, keep them safe. We charge angels round about them, their home and their family, their finances, everything about them, and that you just keep them safe and just continue to put a blessing upon yes. them day in and day out. Yes. So, Lord God, we just honor you and give you glory. Yes. And we just thank you right now. And again, we just say... We just just wanted to let you know we so appreciate you listening to our podcast. Yes, I just wanted to say thank you too um, as well. Um, I really we really appreciate you listening to the podcast. There are lots of podcast, thousands and thousands of podcasts out there for you to choose from, and you picked ours, and we are so appreciative of that. And our goal is always not us, but to lift up the Lord Jesus Christ and keep Him. King of King and Lord of Lords of this show. So God bless you as you go on your way and just keep the faith. Remember that victory is now. In Jesus' name, amen.